Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie-eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network. everyone i'm andrew i'm marn and this is the argonauts podcast where every two weeks i fail to solve an arg and marn tells me what i should have done instead that's true and instead of two weeks it's been a month <laughs> listen i have been uh just ill in a variety of ways uh but i'm i'm back now um i had a a weird sinus thing uh over the past uh month uh, that is finally clearing up. I'm not allowed to laugh on this episode or else I will be losing myself into a coughing fit. And my editor says I'm not allowed to do that. So uh, I hope everyone's excited for a humorless episode of the Argonauts. Um, as we're covering something, I have, I'm going to be real. I have no idea what we're doing today. I have not uh, podcasted in a month. I have, I have not spoken into a microphone in a long time. So Marn, um, to kick things off, what is an ARG? Oh, well, an ARG is an alternate reality game. It's kind of like a digital escape room. I also have a podcasted in a month. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we should just get into it then. Martin, what are we doing today? We are... So, first of all, um, we we didn't really get any listener correspondence of the month off, which, by the way, you can email us at argonautspodcast at gmail.com, except for a uh, friend of the show, Paddington, sent us a lemon bars recipe. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout I out to Paddington. delightful. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm gonna to ask a ask a, a, a question that reveals a lot about the podcaster. So, did we ask for a lemon bar recipe? So this uh, this email starts with Andrew asked for a recipe for lemon bars to be sent to the email. So there is an episode somewhere where you asked that. <laughs> Boy, you know, I went into that question thinking, did Mar never ask for this? It turns out it was me. Uh, well, thank you very much for the recipe. I'm excited to make them. Um, if you have any other recipes or, crucially, uh, thoughts about ARGs or shows you want us to cover, uh, please send them our way. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, it is true that we got an email of like an ARG designer being like, hey, can I send you something? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I love when ARGs send me stuff in the mail. <laughs> Your quest to get a letter bomb continues. <laughs> And I have a PO box. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're talking about Mesmer and Braid, which was actually one that somebody emailed us about like 
I think over a year ago and I bookmarked and had it looked at since. Uh, and as we were prepping to get back into the swing of things after our winter break, I was like, well, this seems short and it was recent. Um, let's, let's check this one out. Uh, and the outline was done, uh, on, uh, on wonderweasels.org, which, oh. which we have used for a bunch of other arcs, like, I, I like um, Wonder I like Weasels. Bees. I agree. Wonder Weasels is great. Um, One of the things I, I, I do in a set to anyone that's listening, uh, Wonder Weasels is really fun. Uh, they also covered Must Love Robots. We, we mm-hmm. used their guide to help us with that. Um, Wonder Weasels has a very, um, they have a point of view when they're writing from they're a person that like likes IRGs and has participated in some. And so they really bring a nice, uh, breath of fresh air into coverage of arcs in a way that, uh, a, I like to think that we do, uh, but B, uh, it's just really, uh, it's really fun to uh, to follow along with and to read along as they as we cover them up. So, or as we as we cover those args. So, extra shout out to WonderWeasels.org. Check them out; they've got a really good blog. Yeah, they did uh, the I Love Bees guide that we use. They did the Monster Hunter Club guide. They also have a pretty thorough Year Zero guide that I want to dig into at some point. Um, Year zero is just very long and a little bit all over the place, so we haven't covered it yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't read it. Okay, don't read any articles that we haven't covered yet because we'd like to talk about them <laughs> at some point, and you can't skip our episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Mesmer and Braid is actually more recent than most of the stuff on Wonder Weasels, because um, a lot of those are like a lot. A lot of the other stuff on Wonder Weasels is like args from like the early two thousands, and uh, Mesmer and Braid was a 2020 ARG because it was to promote the uh, augmented reality mobile game Hollow Vista, which I don't know if you've heard of. Oh, uh, the name rings a bell. It's a... I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like an augmented reality exploration game where you like go through like a, a mansion with like weird uh, geography and Hold on, I can link you their website. It has like a very distinct, like vapor wavy aesthetic. I'm looking at it right now. I I do think that this is something that I've heard of because it is mm-hmm. a, uh, because it has like argy elements and is an interactive fiction thing. And I follow like, um, oh, I'm blanking on their name, but I, I follow like creators in that space. So I think that I've. It's one of those like, why have I heard of this arg before? Well, it's because I cover args and follow yeah. <laughs> people to talk about args. Shocker, how that happens. Yeah, and uh, and the person who emailed this to us said that um, the uh, most of the arg has been preserved by the creators, and it's still like almost fully or fully replayable, which is really nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I think it won an award, like a advertising award for the ARG as well. So. Mesmer and Braid started with a um, a live interview with Steve Peters, who is a like game designer and like interactive experience designer. He did um, Quest for the Golden Bananas, which was like the Sea of Thieves, uh, like puzzle hunt. He did one of the Twenty One Pilots ARGs that we covered. Okay, um, and he's done a bunch of other stuff that we haven't covered. Um, and it was hinted during this interview that, like, there might be a clue somewhere in the video that would, like, lead to something fun. Um, and people started kind of scrutinizing 
the background of Steve Peters's office. Um, and there were like a couple of Easter eggs pertaining to like other arcs that he'd work on, like 21 pilots. Um, but people noticed that, uh, the books on the desk behind him were like grouped very weirdly. Um, and there were a couple of very specific photos on the cork board to his left. Okay. I, I have uploaded the picture. Oh. Do you, do you recognize those photos? No, I don't. Okay, so the top photo, uh, you may recognize when I say it, is a screen cap of Carly Rae Jepsen in the Call Me Maybe video. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And underneath of that is a, like, printed out Yellow Pages advertisement. So people were like, okay, we're looking for a phone number, obviously. (laughs) Okay. Um... And so now that they knew they were looking for a phone number, they were like, okay, let's look at the, uh, let's look at, like, the the groups of books behind him and, like, see if that's anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, I think, took a bunch of trial and error and, like, hints from Steve Peters for them to find the right number, uh, it seems like. And they finally got uh, 646-736-1377. I don't know if it still exists. I assume so, since they said they were uh, preserving this ARG. Um, Mm -hmm. But they got a voicemail that said, Greetings, you've reached Mesmer and Braid. Please be advised that at this time we are accepting clients exclusively on a referral basis. Regardless of the nature of your call, we encourage you to complete a collaborator assessment test on mesmerandbraid.com, which is required for all potential clients, employees, volunteers, interns, and research subjects. Thank you for joining us in our quest to create the perfect home. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so here is a... There is, in fact, a, a picture of how they got the phone number and it's they took the groupings of books and counted them and that was how they got their their phone number yeah okay that's really neat it is neat it's it's a cool little puzzle to hide in like a youtube interview yeah um and one of the like sticky notes on the um on the on the desk says book spell, which apparently some people were able to read, and some people were like, "That's way too pixelated for me to, to me to understand." Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the photo you've sent me, and there's like a picture in the back that looks like it could be a cipher, but I cannot make out anything in any of the squares. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, hope none of this is important. <laughs> so uh, the the players got mesmerandbraid.com, uh, which still exists. It is the website for uh, the architectural firm Mesmer and Braid. Um, and the front page shows a bunch of their featured projects of stuff they've created, uh, which are all, I'm pretty sure, just like screen caps from the game Hollow Vista. Uh, it okay. has their, uh, their email account, their phone number... Um, and a little about page as well as press and contact pages. Uh, their about page says that Mesmer and Braid, we believe that architecture is a mirror for the soul. Our legacy of innovation began with the founding of the Mesmer Company by Wolfgang Mesmer in 1898. His visionary designs challenged the limits of architectural tradition, redefining the relationship between people and the spaces they inhabit. The family's unique heritage continues to be preserved by Wolf Mesmer Jr., who took the reins after his father's retirement in 1965. When Vera Braid became a partner in 1982, her unmatched technological prowess and discerning sense of design secured the company's future as a modern architectural juggernaut. With you, we can build the future. 
Hmm. Um, they also have a link to something called MesmerNet, which requires a password. Um, okay. And on the homepage, there is a link that says, join the Mesmerine Braid family. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that takes you to a collaborator assessment test. Okay. Which we will we'll discuss. Uh, <laughs> their, their press page just has, like, quotes from different, like, architectural digests that are like, this rare braid is, like, unconventional, but they're very cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was also found through the website that Mesmer and Braid had accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Okay. Uh, which was apparently somewhat shocking because this was around the time that they were trying to ban tiktok in the in the u.s oh sure okay yeah Um, remember that yeah remember that (laughs) uh it looks like a lot of their uh their instagram and tiktok is the same but they they kind of did a neat a neat thing uh on their tiktok and their instagram where they have like made all of their thumbnails turn into a picture okay which I, I I've seen people do that on Instagram quite a bit, and like we talked about other arcs, I've done that. I've never seen people do that on TikTok. Yeah, never on TikTok. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, they, yeah they basi- I'm looking at it right now. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they basically just cross posted everything across all of their their social media, so you really only need to follow one. Um, and they they posted some clips of like houses they'd made with their names. Um. And, like, different rooms that they had designed, like, an infinity shower den. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, an infinity pool, but in the middle of your living room? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a really wet room. (laughs) Um, So, the collaborator assessment test was, if you wanted to work with them in any capacity, you had to take this test. Um, And... It starts very normally. Oh, you can still take it. That's awesome. If you click on it on the site. Uh, It starts very normally and then gets kind of weird. Um, The first one is like, respond intuitively, which of these pictures is not like the other. Uh, And then it says, in which space do you feel safest? It shows you like three photos of spaces. Um, What comes next in this series? And it shows you like a bunch of images and you have to pick one uh when you're alone you uh, you pick an image between like a cat a, a like a little guy f- playing the fiddle and like a woman <laughs> with her head down on the desk <laughs> uh your relationship with your mother is you have to pick a photo uh what is largest on the inside from which objection do you derive the most strength <laughs> objection which is the fastest? In whom do you confide? Earliest memory? Extricate. And then question 12 is just like a picture of a polygon. <laughs> 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 and you have to pick from three images. <laughs> uh, once you finish the test, you, uh, you can submit your results, and there are five different results you can get. Uh, one is Nook Finder, Curious and Iterant. Uh, the second one is Arcadir, open and gregarious. Uh, there's also Glowrite, artistic and sapient, aggressquire, ambitious and emulous, and conservator, vigilant and conservational. And you can okay. uh, you can submit your results by email uh, and and tell them that you took the test and that you want to work with them. Okay. Um, and 
they would they would be like, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you once your results have been assessed. Um, and people also found that uh, there was a link on the Mesmerum Braid main page that would take you to a uh, a trailer for Hollow Vista, and that was when they realized that this was like a uh, an arg to promote Hollow Vista. Okay. Um, from the YouTube blurb, Hollow Vista is a story-driven puzzle game in which you explore a dreamlike mansion, photograph mysterious objects, confront your deepest secrets, and confess them online. In the game's near-future social media world, you're Carmen, a young artist photographing the inside of an opulent building on orders from a mysterious architecture firm. But beware, the house is getting to know you too, better than you know yourself. Hmm. And so people are like... Oh, okay. The like mysterious architecture firm in the game must be Mesmer Braid, the mysterious architecture firm in the ARG. <laughs> um, and I so don't know. Then we've they- <laughs> we've done enough args where you think like, oh, clearly it lines up one to one, right? That is so and true. the answer is no, 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 no. This is a different haunted architecture firm. Yeah, just- I get what you're thinking, but like in our world, all architecture firms are haunted, and it's just look, you just got to buy into the fiction. Yeah, there's actually, like, a secret second architecture firm that deals with <laughs> fucked up houses. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, <laughs> I understand your confusion. Uh, we actually only do commercial spaces. Uh, we are haunted and fucked up, but we only do commercial. So if you want a storefront or uh, some kind of medical building, we can do that. But we're not zoned for residential. We only make fucked up office parks. Vastly different ghosts. Very different kind of a uh, of uh, business left behind, you know. Oh man! So um, once people once people sent in their uh, their results, uh, they had to wait. It sounds like a couple weeks because the the talk was in July, and then they had to wait until August to get their email back uh, from Mesner and Braid. Um, and they basically got emails back being like, "Hey, you're." Your submission was uniquely complex. We need a little bit more time <laughs> to process it. Oh, that's really fu- <coughs> Oh, that's really funny. Imagine submitting a personality test to an organization and they're like, "Hey, you're a little bit extra fucked up. Give us <laughs> give us a week." <laughs> you get your your thing back and it just says, "Who oh, boy?" Uh, and they, they sent out another email on August 21st that said, uh, due to an unprecedented volume of submissions, uh, the reviews may take longer to deliver than anticipated. Your patience is appreciated, blah, blah, blah. Our advanced collaborator team will coll- will contact you before the end of the month with the results of your assessment. Okay. Um, and starting on August 25th, around the time these emails went out, uh, the Mesmer and Braid uh, social media feed started posting some new images. They post they started posting like one photo a day, um, and players noticed that there were numbers very subtly hidden in each of these uh, in each of these photos, okay. and they were counting down from six uh, to one, and. Uh, mm. It was it was a little so they're really hard to spot. I can't even see them in the in the photos where they're like literally circled. Um and they were even harder because some of them were in different languages. Okay. 
like, uh, like one of them is in Japanese. One of them is literally just the word five in, in English. <laughs> okay. And, um, oh, okay. There, there are some high contract, higher contract version. No, these are still really hard to see. I'm impressed that people found these. <laughs> Even on like the zoomed in images, I'm like, yeah, I can tell that that's a six, but I don't know how anybody stared at this photo and saw it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on August 31st, people started getting emails uh, that they were they were in at Mesmer and Braid. Okay. Uh, they got an email that said, Welcome to the Mesmer and Braid family. Congratulations. After reviewing your assessment test results, you've been approved for preliminary access to the MesmerNet associate portal. Password Mesmer. It's kind of crazy that nobody had tried to crack that password. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, it's always something when people are like, oh, yeah, it's a very, really easy, basic password. Uh, Yep. (laughs) It's like, dang. How did we we not get there yet? Even Wonder Weasel says that doesn't seem like the most secure password in the world, but I'm not an IT professional, so what do I know? (laughs) Uh, and entering the password Mesmer gets you into the MesmerNet associate portal, um, which has like a bunch of stuff. Uh, it has an announcement section. Uh, it has some like bar graphs and it has a link to the Mesmer and Braid Reddit. Um, so the announcements for uh, August 31st were a uh, reminder, do not publicly discuss any projects not clear to be featured on our main page, both on social media and in public. Be aware of your surroundings of traveling off-campus for meals. All-campus R&D divisions now require Lime-level clearance for entry. Hmm. Uh, it had a link to the Reddit, uh, and it had an announcement that said, it has come to our attention that someone is replacing instructional signs around the office with exact duplicates as some sort of prank. Instructional signs are important and are to be posted by HR only. If you see such a sign, please send us a photo so we can replace it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bar graphs are also inquest status by region. Uh, and the regions listed are... Uh, New York, San Francisco, Berlin, Singapore, and Bristol, which are where the uh, the different locations of Mesmer and Braid are said to be on on the like about page. Um, and the three bars on the graph are Anemo, Tabula, Vigor Capta, and Mitavik, which are words that don't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and the players were like, well, we don't really know what it means that San Francisco has the highest anemotabula of these five <laughs> locations. <laughs> but surely it means something. Hmm. Um, the the next thing that happened is that Mesmer and Braid put out a YouTube video uh, promoting themselves on their uh, on their YouTube channel. Inviting more people to uh, to come take the collaborator test. Okay. Uh, they also were looking for a YouTube moderator to uh, reply to help reply to comments on their YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, if you did look at the comments when when you were 
if, if you got curious and were like, I wonder why they would need to moderate their comments, uh, if you looked at the comments, uh, you would see a YouTube user named Blurbex4934, uh, who had left a comment saying, does anyone know if Mesmer and Braid has anything to do with something called the Mesmer Company? I found a sign with that name on the fence of an abandoned lot, and it looked pretty weird. I took a video of it. Uh, and a link to their TikTok account where they had mm. taken a video of it. Okay. Uh, and it was a TikTok of uh, Blurbex49 <laughs> wandering around like a overgrown, like abandoned area uh, surrounded by a fence. And on the fence, like on the gate, is a sign that says uh, private property wanderlust estate the mesmer company no trespassing uh, and it has a bunch of like weird glyphs printed above no trespassing hmm okay and the rest of blurbex 49's account was like just regular urbex videos uh like nothing weird and like nothing else about the mesmer company okay um like they were just like real videos of of a guy going to, like, abandoned locations up until he posted this one that was like, hey, has anybody heard of this, like, weird company I found on a sign? And he also had a Twitter account where he cross-posted all of his, uh, all of his videos for people who don't like to use TikTok. Sure. <laughs> um, so getting into, uh, getting into, like, the employee backend of Messer and Braid uh, allowed players access also to the asset repository uh which is where they stored information for their new hires um and it had a lot of locked folders that they couldn't access yet um but it also had like a bunch of files they could access uh like onboarding files like the code of conduct and the dress code and like the employee handbook um they couldn't access IRS forms, which is a very <laughs> funny thing to just, like, have on your site. Ah, uh, great. Uh, and they could get into, like, news clippings, but they couldn't get into, like, the personnel files, obviously, because they were new employees. Um, <laughs> and there was, in fact, a folder called Wanderlust, um, and there were stuff in there called, like, personal papers that they couldn't get into, but also some some photos. Um, all in all, they got access to, uh, four PDFs, three news articles, four invoices, 28 blueprints, 21 locked folders, and 40 test images. Um, in the onboarding section, uh, they could only see a couple of things. They had the code of conduct, which was all pretty normal. It was like, hey, don't like commit corporate espionage at work not cool don't like watch porn or pirate media on your personal work computer like <laughs> yeah i get those messages from hr all the time yeah. please no corporate espionage <laughs> um the the dress code was business casual the employee handbook um had some interesting stuff in that like there were a lot there are a lot of like fringe benefits to being a Mesmer and Braid employee. Uh like yoga sessions and pinball and gym access. Um and they let their <laughs> employees work from home. You know, I joke about that, but every year I do have to do some like company trainings, both for like 
internal HR, but also for like mm-hmm. to keep us on the straight and narrow with uh, regulations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do have to watch a PowerPoint presentation on is like corporate espionage, like ethics in corporations and modern day slavery and human trafficking and how they might relate to my industry, oh my God. which I should specify is tech where I work from a home. So they're just like, if you see any signals in your workplace, tell someone. And I'm just like, I'll let my fish know if it seems like anyone <laughs> around here. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so the, the handbook also had like a bunch of, it had a glossary of terms. And some were unique to Mesmer and Braid. Uh, collaborator, an umbrella term encompassing all Mesmer and Braid clients, employees, volunteers, interns, and research subjects. <laughs> Rowan Wonder Riesel's notes, this does nothing to clear up what our employment status is. <laughs> Uh, Memser glyphs, which were listed as classified, uh, in their definition. Uh, Rowan Wonder, Wonder Weasel's notes, why put this in the employee handbook if it's classified? Could these be those weird glyphs on the Wanderlust sign? Um, and is Memser a typo of Mesmer, or is it supposed to be like that? Uh, obstrojection, a symbolic visual extrapolation of cineplasia-induced pattern recognition. Cineplasia, a state known only once achieved. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They also got access to some news articles. Uh, There was one about uh, Mesmer and Braid winning Firm of the Year in 2017. Uh... The players found out that uh, the Mesmer and Braid office, that uh, at least one of them had a gray parrot that greeted people when when you walk into the office. Hell yeah. Um, And there was some, a little bit about Wolfgang Mesmer's process uh, as a a, a building, as an architect. Uh, Instead of using the word build... Mr. Mesmer preferred the word conjure to describe the creation of his buildings. <laughs> uh, the, uh, when the company's first building, House Imagine, opened in Venice in 1893, the world was in awe. Those who visited it reported that it inspired beautiful dreams in the days after their visit. In the years that followed, Mesmer expanded aggressively, conjuring buildings all over the globe from Santiago to Shanghai. Hmm. I like... I don't know if this is exactly where we're going with it, but I like the implication of an architect wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I like the idea that, like, a sorcerer would just get really into, like, building houses. Yeah, well, at some point it just becomes rune magic, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's operating on a scale we don't understand. (laughs) He's just just come conjuring buildings ley lines or ley lines are child's play it's building zone regulations that i'm interested in. i'm etching lines into the very earth itself <laughs> and he's making um <laughs> 360 infinity showers apparently yes, yes absolutely <laughs> Uh, there was another article talking about uh, Wolf Mesmer taking over the company, um, saying that like when he, he, part of the reason he took it over was because like a lot of people inside the company were like 
We're displeased with Mesmer's increasingly bizarre work, and we're attempting to use his son as leverage to force him out for a total restructuring. Listen, when I signed up to work for this company, I knew I would have to work for some kind of evil warlock. I just assumed that would be a CEO. I didn't expect it to be literal. I didn't expect to actually be fueled by the souls. Oh my god. Uh, there's also an article called A Chat with Wolf Mesmer Jr. That was a uh, an interview with Wolf Jr. Uh, talking a little bit about like how he came to be CEO and like how things had changed. Um, which is a lot of just like him saying business talk of like, oh, my father was like the brilliant mind. I'm just here to steer the ship and, <laughs> and guide us into an Another 67 years of prosperity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He also says that his dad kept bugs as pets. As we do. I I have a yeah. bunch of shrimp. I can't really... Shrimp as bugs. I can't really uh, debate that. <laughs> uh, they also ask him, uh, is it true that your father dabbled in the occult? And he's like, no. Why would, why would you say that? No, he was great at it. He didn't dabble. <laughs> I never noticed anything paranormal going on in his practice. I would have loved it if he had. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also a draft <coughs> of the original about page for this site uh, that had some stuff that had been taken off, uh, including the fact that Wolfgang Mesmer was 22 years old when he founded the company in the 1800s. Huh. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, it was also much more... Uh, it, it praised Wolfgang and Wolf Jr. a lot more. It uh, it called Wolfgang's methods the stuff of legend and said that Jr. had an inventive fiscal eye that expanded the, uh, the company beyond its limited origins. That's what they say about our CFO, too. And I'm pretty sure it means that in two months, a bunch of us are getting laid off. Uh, it also said that uh, Vera Braid was 25 when she became a partner. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also changed the motto of the company. Um, it's it, no longer "Don't be evil." <laughs> so it uh it you so the way that the players had heard it was with you we can build the future. Um, but oh no, the way so the way the players had heard it was uh the way that it was originally written, which was we invite you to join us in our quest to build the perfect home. But they changed it on this, like, draft of the About page to, with you, we can build the future. And so people are like, why would they, like, why would they change it just on this draft and nowhere else? That's kind of weird. It's because they made the perfect home already. It's got an infinity shower. <laughs> True. What if you could get soaked in every room? Um... There was also a test folder uh, that had a bunch of locked folders in it uh, called stuff like gaze data and audio captures. Um, and it also gave them the names of all of the images that had been used in the collaborator assessment test. And okay. the players going through them realized that they were all... Um, the, the file names were all names of phobias associated with what was pictured in the picture that they were naming. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there was like fear of cats, fear of clowns, fear of insects, fear of horses, etc., etc. Um, 
And so the speculation that became like, was the collaborator test supposed to like designed to figure out what people's phobias are? Gotcha. Uh, hmm. They also got access to the project archive, uh, which has information on 21 of, uh, of Miss Room Braid's past projects from 1918 to 1978. Uh, okay. And mostly it was pictures of blueprints, um, but some also had invoices. Uh, and one of the past projects was the Wanderlust Estate. Um, all of hmm. the blueprints had their project name and code redacted. Um, so all the information they could get was uh, the draft date, the designer, and then the company, which was, of course, the Mesmer Company, and then later it was Mesmer and Braid. Gotcha. Um, so most of them were designed by Wolfgang Mesmer uh, from the beginning, and then as you get farther down, like the Mesmer Company logo starts to change. Um and the some of them don't have like specified designers, um, and it it just like gets further on in the years. Uh, the invoices were for lumber and like glass jars, <laughs> and, <laughs> and apparently flowers or a nursery. Um, why did they need glass jars? There's some pencil drawings on the gourmand blueprint that show a labyrinth and possibly a pyramid. <laughs> Why did they need glass jars for their labyrinth? For you gotta hold your uh, your arcane materials. Uh, and so your the, so spell the, components. <laughs> and uh, the stuff they bought for the nursery was uh, it was like grasses and trees, um, and with a note that said must be kept alive at all costs. Um, and so people were looking at these invoices, like maybe there's a puzzle here, but like, we can't really tell what it is. If there's meant to be one, like we've got numbers and we've got itemized lists, but we don't like, there's nothing really pointing you in a direction. <laughs> um, looking at the wanderlust estate project information uh they found the same type of glyphs that blurbex 49 found on uh on the no trespassing sign on the blueprint um and the player and so they were like well are all of the like redacted information things gonna be glyphs like why would they use glyphs and then redact it that's kind of crazy like what's the point of putting it in code and then also blacking it out <laughs> um but they looking at the blueprint they were able to find uh there were um there were like three distinct structures on the uh on the waterless estate there was the central manor um a like weird tower like structure in the uh in the center and then another building in the southeast of the estate. Um, okay. And there was also like a section for utilities, but there was nothing like saying where it was on the estate. Um, and there was in fact a giant missing section from it. Um, and some on some of the other blueprints, they were able to see like minor damage to the buildings but nothing that was just like, oh, there's a huge chunk missing from this like cross section that we've that we've seen, and so they were like, okay, obviously like 
something has been taken out here and we don't know why. Huh. Um, but they were able to get a, a closer, more distinct look at these glyphs. Uh, and they were, it's like a glyph language made up of like circles, dots, and lines and like little plus signs. And they found that like, Elements of these could all be found in the Mezran Braid logo. Okay. Um, there were enough glyphs to spell out the word Wanderlust, but they didn't have anything to like confirm that that was what they translated to. Um, and they were like, also, even if it is Wanderlust, like, why would it be that? Because that's the file name, like. Why would you need to hide that from us? <laughs> and then name the file the same exact thing. Uh-huh. Um, some people contacted Blurbex49 to tell him about the Mesmer and Braid site uh, on Twitter and TikTok. And some people were like, yeah, we found these like weird blueprints for the estate that you found. And like they had like the weird glyphs on them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they conspired to get Blurbeck's the login info to Mesmernet so that he could, like, go in and see for himself. Okay. Um, and then Blurbeck's tried to go in, but he said that he was blocked uh, with a message saying, you are trying to access this directory via an unauthorized IP address. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is the same message that some players had gotten uh via searching through the uh the source code of Mesmer and Braid and finding a mysterious link uh that had the word black hole in it okay uh, which also had a little message saying that like you would be blocked if you followed that link mhm okay uh and they and they like were like ooh I'll follow this link because our players <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, and then got taken to that page that was like, your your IP address is unauthorized. Um, and it was like an angry, like, full page red message. And you had to email the, like, admin account being like, can you please unblock me? <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, you know awesome. what, credit to these designers. It is really funny to tell your players, hey, if you <laughs> click this link, you will be blocked from accessing this website. <laughs> and then it actually happens, and you have to email them and be like, please unblock my IP address. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Mr. Mesmo. Please unlock my account. And apparently they would. <laughs> Which really just means like, they they wanted their uh their players to do that for fun um and so they thought that was what was like happening to Blurback so they were like oh yeah okay like that's that's happened to us um but he put up a video being like no this is like different like I got I I just got like this page that said like my access is unauthorized um and then somebody sent him the uh the blueprints instead um. And he said that he was going to use the blueprints to uh, head back to the estate and see if he could find a way in. Okay. I like that three comments down on this TikTok, someone has commented, what is this, an arc? (laughs) 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 
Uh, and then on Friday, September 4th, uh, 2020, Blurbex went back to the Wanderlust estate. Uh, okay. And he found a way in using the blueprints uh, and found a uh, a pyramid. It was like, damn, this pyramid is giving me bad vibes. <laughs> I I genuinely, like, looking at this video, can't tell if this pyramid is, is real or CGI. Like, it could very well be just, like, a real pyramid they, like, found in the woods and were like, oh, we gotta film that. Yeah. Well, that's weirder. There's just a pyramid in the woods. It says Mesmer on it. Maybe they, okay. like, staged it. Yeah, I guess so. Like, it looks real. I don't think it's CGI. Huh. Well, I don't know. It c- could be CGI. It could be. It's a So it's a pyramid, and it says Mesmer, and then underneath it says uh, Patientia Statera, which is apparently endurance and balance. Okay. And people My two are like, stats. And people were like, damn, well, that would be crazy if Mesmer was buried on the property, especially <laughs> because we know that he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> At 144, by the way. <laughs> um, and it, it the pyramid is on the blueprints. They just, like, didn't know that there was, there was actually writing on it. Um, and... Balance happened to be the name of a locked folder uh, that they couldn't get into on the site, but with the password endurance, they found that they could get into it suddenly. Okay. So they the pyramid had given them access to a new uh, a new folder in the employee portal. Um, so they got access to um, a pamphlet cover, an invoice, and a locked file called. Uh, a locked folder called Imports. Um, the pamphlet cover uh, was called Blastoderm, uh, which was for one of their structures, and it had like a little pyramid on it, um, but it was just the cover, so they couldn't see the inside of the plant- pamphlet. Uh, and the invoice was from Stanso- Sandstone Meal Company uh, for almost 50,000 pounds of Egyptian granite. <laughs> 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 well, yep. Uh, Road Wonder Weasels posits that uh, Wolfgang is building pyramids and mummifying people in his spare time. <laughs> this is just the plot to Under the Silver Lake. <laughs> it really is. Uh, there's also a handwritten note on the back of the invoice that said, Ethel, these bricks for the Blastoderm tomb are incredible. Could you order another batch for me charged to my personal account? <laughs> Isn't the Blastoderm like a Final Fantasy villain? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Uh, a Blastoderm is apparently a type of cell, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay, well, never mind. It's a single layer of embryonic epithelial tissue. I take it back. I, in my <laughs> brain, it was some kind of canon dinosaur, so... <laughs> uh, but they didn't get any closure on if, uh, if Wolfgang got his additional... <laughs> 50,000 pounds of granite. <laughs> <laughs> Except potentially that the, the pyramid that uh, that our Urbex friend had found might have been built out of that additional granite. <laughs> uh, 
Mesmernet updated on September 4th with some new announcements. Uh, one was Sign Pranksters. Thanks to those of you who brought more of those defaced office signs to our attention. We strive to keep a professional workplace here, and your diligence is helping us achieve this. Okay. Uh, one, there's another one that said, check your spam folders. For those of you who haven't been getting our emails, most of which are important, be sure to check your spam folders. And there was also a executive announcement. The executive <laughs> team has been informed of a potential liability in the form of a curious social media account, Blurbex49, who is... Sur- who has seemingly stumbled onto a company asset presumed deprecated. Please keep in mind that projects are archived for a reason, and that our legacy is paramount to our standing as an industry leader. (laughs) Uh, They also tweeted on their Twitter account, uh, The security of our assets past and present is of the utmost importance. Our elite clientele need never worry about their privacy. (laughs) Which is very like, we're not owned, we're not owned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one is breaking into our properties <laughs> uh, and they sent out an email to everybody on Mesmernet that was like hey we, we've become aware of the liability um, is, everything's okay <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, people continued to uh to kind of look at, at Blurbex's video that he'd put up. Uh, and someone found that there were like weird rocks on the ground near the pyramid. There were like a bright red and blue rock. And they tweeted this at him and they were like, Hey, what's up with that, man? <laughs> and he replied, <laughs> it was like, I don't know. I'm going to go back tomorrow to see if I can figure out what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then put up another video and uh, and found a note there uh, on a on a scrap of paper. Uh, and if you paused the video and and looked at it, the note said, "I know what the clients have been saying. I know the board thinks I've gone mad. No doubt due to my desynchronized harmonics or some such nonsense. They don't understand what I'm trying to do. It doesn't take a genius to see what's coming. Know that I don't blame you, son. Though I wouldn't begrudge you blaming me. I guess Wanderlust will be my last sight. Fitting, considering the client. You know I've never been much of a quitter. Going to tuck away a few things there where the board can't get to them." Uh, and it was on like a torn scrap of the uh, of the blueprint, which happened to be the part of the utilities blueprint that was missing from their version uh, that they had gotten on the website. Um, on the on the scrap of blueprint, uh, there was also a circled X and a note that said "just inside the entrance." So, uh, Wolfgang Sr. had evidently left this note to his son that probably never got found by his son, being like, I'm gonna hide a bunch of shit at this site. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and apparently it had been there since the site was built since, like, 1964, and, like, whatever he hid there had also been built. Um, and... It's just like nobody had found it, or like Junior maybe didn't know that there was a note there. He maybe Junior had never even been to the site. Like a lot of a lot of questions about the process here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and one of the players was able to put the blueprint together, uh, and they merged the uh, the one in uh, in Blurbex's video with the blueprint that they had, and they were like, "Hey, look, we we completed it," and they tweeted this at him. Uh, Blurbeck said, looks like a match. I'll head back out there tomorrow to see what's just inside the entrance to whatever that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they also got a couple more glyphs on that scrap of the blueprint, but they still couldn't translate the glyphs. Uh, if they assumed that the previous set said Wanderlust, then they could get a couple letters of the new set. Um, but it would have just like made a gibberish word. Because it was another like eight letter, like long eight or nine letter word, um, and they noticed that there were also a couple of uh, words underlined in the note. Uh, it talked about harmonics, which was one of the locked folders they could uh, they could unlock with a password, uh, and the the word quitter was underlined, and the first part of nonsense, uh, just the N-O-N-S-E, was underlined. Um, and they tried to combine those and uh, and use them as a password, and they were like, non-sequitter? That's weird. That's like almost a word, but not quite, and it didn't work as a password. Uh, and then they were like, what if we just literally turn it into the word non-sequitur? And that works just the password. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so they got into the harmonics folder. Uh, they got two uh, two files plus a locked surveys folder. Uh, one of the files was an article about Wolfgang Sr. And one of them was a internal memo. Uh, the article was called What Happened to Wolfgang Mesmer? Um and it was written in 1963. So the Mesmer Company founder Wolfgang Mesmer's confounding fall from grace continues. As more former clients break the company's aggressive non-disclosure agreements to speak about their displeasure with the former titan of architecture. I commissioned a pool house, but I'm not sure what this building is supposed to be, said one disgruntled client. I went to Mr. Mesmer looking for the perfect home, not a physical reflection on mortality or a spatial mediation on the inevitability of suffering or whatever the hell it is he intended this to be, offered another anonymous client who was considering litigation against the firm. Industry insiders suggest Mr. Mesmer needs to reconnect with the roots that made him a legend, designing unexpectedly delightful buildings for elite clients. In response to a groundswell of reporting on Mesmer Sr.'s downward spiral, the elusive Mesmer Company offered an official statement. We are proud to continue supporting the work of our founder, who brought in the horizons of the architectural field and continues to innovate in ways that defy mainstream taste. An artist of his caliber has earned the right to experiment in his golden years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the inter-office memo was from the executive team to Wolf Mesmer Jr., uh, said our last client, Mrs. Kravitz, gave our gave her rep quite an earful this morning after taking residence at the project site. She is incredibly unsatisfied and feels that Mr. Mesmer intentionally disregarded her requests. Her language was more colorful. You would know best. How should we broach with Wolfgang? We can't afford to have any more livid clients threatening the firm's reputation. Huh. Yeah. I I like kind of this this emerging plot of like architect wizard makes more and more like bizarre conceptual <laughs> stuff and then gets fired because <laughs> because people are like no we don't want 
bizarre wizard stuff. We just want, like, a house. <laughs> if I was a wizard, I would be fired from every job I ever had <laughs> for doing weird wizard shit on company time. Exactly. I can't judge this, man. I do, I do think that if you become a rich enough wizard you just get to do whatever you want i think they were wrong to fire him i'm surprised this guy keeps getting jobs if you're a wizard you don't have to have a job that's that's step that's like the biggest part of being a wizard exactly oh um Mesronet also updated on uh, on September 8th with a new set of announcements uh they put out a quiz for uh their their collaborators to take and they said please download and complete this quiz uh when you're finished send it back to your uh representative um they also had a update on the defaced signs uh they said we have got the defaced signs ringleader after determining that this individual was the original sign defacer who inspired many copycats they've been reprimanded and will have their sauna privileges revoked for 60 days <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I like that, like, I also like that Mesmer Brain is a weird company, but they were like, no wizard shit, though. <laughs> like, right, yeah, absolutely. We can be weird, but no no wizard shit. It's right there in the company handbook. Please don't do wizard shit. <laughs> um, <sighs> they also gave out a Twitter, uh, they also made a tweet and they gave out uh, the phone number for their UK office for overseas collaborators. Okay. So the collaborators now had homework. Uh, they had the new collaborator quiz, which was a quiz on uh, on the onboarding materials. <laughs> uh, the first question is, when can you use your personal phone while driving a company vehicle? Always? Never? Only if hands-free? Only while parked? <laughs> and it was literally just like a quiz to see if they read <laughs> to see if they read the handbook nice i've had to do those for work so i'm glad that nothing i want more than when an arg just becomes a job yeah you know i mean skytech did it yeah perfect (laughs) more more ARGs should quiz you to see if you found and read the supplementary material i think (laughs) (laughs) uh and so they they were told to um to fill out the quiz and then send it to their uh their reps but the players were like, our, our reps, like, we don't, that's not a thing that we've been assigned. Like, we don't have collaborator representatives. Um, <laughs> and if you emailed the, uh, just the general contact email being like, hey, I don't, uh, like, where do I send this? Like, I have the quiz, I filled it out. They would say, uh, You'll need to contact your local collaborator relations representative as instructed. All the info you need to progress is in that document. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they found that, uh, so the, the last little blurb in the quiz said, answering the above questions correctly shows how thoroughly you've reviewed your onboarding documents and contains something extra for those collaborators we can call on. And so they were like, oh, okay, we got to call the phone number. Uh, and if you called the phone number and entered the numbers of the multiple choice quiz answers into the <laughs> in at like the voicemail, you would get a new prompt asking you what kind of collaborator you had been assigned as. And then once you entered the number for that, 
uh, you would get a personalized voicemail from Wolf Mesmer Jr. Okay. Um, who would just be like, "Yes, you're you're doing a very good job." <laughs> uh, and, it's about and, as much as I've ever gotten out of my CEO. So yeah, that checks yeah, out. You know. <laughs> um, and they were able to like find out a little bit of trivia about the Mesmer family. Uh, they found out that Wolf Mesmer Jr. himself was a nook finder. Uh, they found out that Vera Braid was Wolf Mesmer Jr.'s wife, uh, and she was a glowwright. Uh, his dad, Wolfgang, was an egresquire. Um, and the one for, uh, for conservators was especially interesting because it said, uh, it is a noble temperament, your vigilance and your mindfulness for conservation. But legacy can be a curious thing. Is it something to be shaped or something to be acknowledged, warts and all? I suppose it depends on what master a legacy is to serve. I trust that your sensitivity and awareness will help guide Mesmer and Braid to the truth the world needs. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. On, uh, on the 12th of September, uh, Mesmer and Braid updated saying... That the uh, the California wildfires had shut down their California offices, and uh, all of their California employees were told to uh, to work from home or use their paid time off. <laughs> um, as this was happening, Blurbex returned to the Wanderlust estate, um, <laughs> and made some more videos. Uh, yeah. He. Reached where the main building should be, uh, but there was nothing there. Okay. Uh, but he had, like, put together a diagram to try and look for where the X marks the spot on the, uh, on the blueprint was. And he was able to find it based on the, based on the diagram that he'd made. And he found a box. Hmm. Uh, it was a box that said Home Bay. <laughs> Or he like, yeah, okay. So he found a bunch of stuff inside this box. Uh, he found the uh, the blastoderm pamphlet that the the players had already seen. Etched into the box were uh, two columns of dates. Uh, one headed with senior and one headed with junior. Um, and then he found pamphlets and like floor plans and blueprints. For a bunch of other Mesmer and Braid uh, properties. And he found also a, a pamphlet for the Illinois Tollway in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were some more glyphs on the lid of the box. Um, there were all in all 19 different documents in the box. Um, and the players had to go through and screenshot all of it. Because most of them were only on the <coughs> screen in the video for two seconds or less. <laughs> um, so the uh, the box had the uh, the Mesmer Company logo on the front, so it clearly was like put there by Wolfgang. Um, and then Senior and Junior had both put dates on it. Uh, Wolfgang Senior marked it six times. Uh, the last time being in 1976. Uh. Junior marked it um, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten times from sixty-seven to ninety-eight. So okay. he clearly 
knew about it and was like visiting it the same time his father was, which kind of led to the speculation that like maybe they were using it to pass information back and forth or like as a secret hiding spot for some of these blueprints. But Junior had been visiting it for like two decades after Senior and then abruptly stopped in 1998 and like hadn't been back since. Huh. Which is like weird if you're using it as a secret hiding location. Yeah. Um, there were pamphlets for six projects, uh, Blastoderm, Croquet, Multibranch, Pseudomyth, Cathode, and Angstrom. Uh, a bunch of line drawings that were like perspective drawings of different buildings. Uh, there was a drawing of Holm Bay, which was in Antarctica. Um, some like extra like sketches that the players couldn't really make out. Uh, there was a watercolor of different like geographic features. Um, there was like a print of the night sky, the Illinois tollway pamphlet. Um, with, like, some circles on the map of Chicago that was inside, um, and, like, some house photos, a photo of a camel, a photo of some, like, glowing lanterns, and a photo of what looks like a desert with going nowhere written on the back. Okay. Uh, they also were able to start decoding the glyphs because they now have their third set, um, and it some of the glyphs were very similar to ones they'd already seen, just rotated. Um, and people were like, oh, maybe this set is rotated upside down, and like they are the same glyphs that we've seen, and so there's a lot of overlap. Um, and so rotating them and putting together like the three glyphs that they had, they were able to find that like some of the same letters were shared across these and doing a little bit of like frequency analysis and running them against like a dictionary they hit upon the possible solution that they said pathfinder skylight and matchbox okay which they had nothing to confirm like they there was really no no place they could like put it in to confirm because they didn't know what they were supposed to do with it yet um but that was that was their guess um a few so a little while later, they uh, they were able to decipher a single handwritten word that showed up for a split second on one of the papers uh, that said uh, Timert, which was a oasis in Morocco. Uh, and they found the connection that Holm Bay was a oasis in Antarctica. And they found that the circles on the Illinois Tollway map pointed to Oasis gas stations. Okay. And Going Nowhere is a song by the band Oasis. Sure, okay. Uh, This was also hinted to to the players on Twitter uh, when the Mesmer and Braid Twitter said, uh, Clients thirst for balance between their perfect home and the environment surrounding them. (laughs) Um, and the players were like, all right, so we know that we're being hinted at for Oasis. Like, where do we go from here? They had like a locked folder called Water Survey, uh, but that Oasis didn't work as a password for that. Uh, they, they kind of tried Oasis as a password for a bunch of other folders. Um, 
And Mesmer and Braid finally tweeted, uh, at Mesmer and Braid, we believe that every door has its key, but the lock may surprise you. (laughs) 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 Which is, uh, which is GM code for, hey fuckers, it's not on the website. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And one of the players found that if you dialed the phone number and you typed in Oasis on your, uh, on your number pad, uh, you would get a saved voicemail, uh, from Kim, who I assume is an employee to Mr. Mesmer, Uh Uh, saying, I've updated your Mesmernet file system as you instructed and included what you've asked for. For now, it's a temporary password. Your best friend plus that Gaudi building your father loved. You know, the one you pretend to like, but everyone can tell you don't. Uh, be sure to change that to something more secure as soon as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. and players from reading, uh, the, like, article profile on Wolf Jr. knew that uh, his best friend was his golden retriever named Nigel. Uh, and they uh, they realized that uh, Gaudi, as in Antony Gaudi, uh, is the architect of the Sagrada Familia Church in Barcelona. And they were able to at- unlock uh, the Wanderlust personal papers folder with the password Nigel Sagrada Familia. Okay, cool. And so they uh, they unlocked another locked folder called Notes, plus a news clipping about the Wanderlust estate and some directions for a scavenger hunt. Uh, they found out from the news clipping that uh, the Wanderlust estate had burnt down in 1999, which uh, made sense why Junior had stopped visiting the, the secret box after 98. Yeah, okay. Um, he either, like, thought that it was destroyed in the fire or was like, ah, I don't need to go back there. Um, <laughs> and it gave the players also an idea uh, that Wolfgang Sr. had died around 1976, which also fit with uh, the last time that he had visited the, the mystery box. Okay. Uh, there was also a invoice from the Mesmer Company for Project Wanderlust, establishing that the client... Uh, was Wolfgang Mesmer, so the last building that he worked on was for him, uh, which explained why it said Mesmer on the pyramid. Okay. And there were handwritten notes on this, uh, on this invoice that were scavenger hunt instructions. (laughs) Uh, they said, the journey to truth is not only one of imagination. It is real. It is purposeful. Walk your truth. From the southeast conservatory, follow the stream to the west. Under the oak archway, you'll pass a bamboo grove and enter a tunnel of roses. Emerging from it, you'll see a small retaining wall along the stream to your right. Your quarry lies in a cubby hole. Damn, I love uh, critically acclaimed visual novel Umineko. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's a joke for all the Umineko heads out there. <laughs> both of them? Yeah, all, all, all both of them. <laughs> listen to this podcast <laughs> um and the players were like damn we gotta we gotta talk to blurbex and like convince him to go do this scavenger hunt because like we don't know where this place is <laughs> one of the names of a major player in this arc is blurbex <laughs> blurbex. <laughs> blurbex sounds like some kind of weird 
fungus monster that a that a wizard has summoned. <laughs> I I get that it's supposed to be a combination of blurb and uh and urbex, but yeah. <laughs> um and on September 16th, the players got a important message from Wolf Jr. Um, an important message from Wolf Messer Jr., 9-16-20. Beginning this week, at my personal insistence, we will be ins- instituting casual Fridays at all offices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have taken a backseat in recent years to my wife's brilliant leadership of Messer and Braid. It's true, but I'm still looking out for my trusted collaborators. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, I uh, there, there's an addition to this email from, uh, from Wolf Messer Jr. that said, to get you ready for our first casual Friday, I put together an MP3 preview of Vera's Dream Mix, even though she'd prefer I did share it with you. Listen to it on loop to get you into the mood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Messer and Braid also tweeted, uh, Messer and Braid, we bring your dreams to life so that you can live a life of dreams. Uh, and there was no actual link to Vera's Dream Mix. Um, but if you took the first letter of every sentence in this message from Wolf Mesmer, you got bit.ly. And so if you went to bit.ly.com slash Vera's Dream Mix, uh, that got them to a little MP3 of 12 songs. Um, and it seemed like they had a music puzzle to put together. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, they were mostly disco songs. There was like Village People, the Bee Gees, Casey and the Sunshine Band, um, and they were obviously pointing the players towards a locked folder uh, that they had called Disco. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the song titles, if you took the first letter of each one and uh, and unscrambled them, they uh, they became somnambul- somnambulist. Uh, and they were able to unlock the disco folder with the password somnambulate, uh, which let them into the folder disco, uh, which had three additional locked folders plus some uh, some files that they could actually access. Somnambulate. Is that sleepwalking? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the uh, the first file that they could actually access was a, uh, a postcard from Stanford University. Um there was also a newspaper article talking about Vera Braid joining the Mesmer Company and it becoming Mesmer and Braid. Um, and it kind of suggested that, like, she helped revitalize the company right when they were, like, starting to go under because of the wizard shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there was also another article about uh, Vera that was, like, a little profile on her called The Multi-Talented Mind of Vera Braid. Um, <laughs> talking about how she was, like, a prodigy painter before the age of five, um, and, like, she rose to fame as an artist, and she was, like, an uncommonly advanced student when she was in school, and she has, like, both artistic and technological prowess and does, like, avant-garde art. Um, and it also had a handwritten note from Wolfgang Sr. in it that just said, let's keep an eye on this one. Okay. Um, Blurbex went back to, uh, to Wanderlust, uh, the next day, 
and followed the instructions that they'd gotten for this little scavenger hunt. Um, and was like, okay, like, this is where the conservatory should have been before the fire. So I'm like, gonna start here. Uh, followed all of the instructions and found the cubby hole. Uh, that was talked about, and found a cryptex, which is one of those things from the mm-hmm. Da Vinci Code. Yeah, cool. You know them. Um, it and... always throws me that that was invented for the Da Vinci Code and not... Was it really? Yeah, it's not a puzzle that existed before the Da Vinci Code. Huh. That's wild. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. I I guess it makes sense that Dan Brown just made that shit up, but like, it seems like it should have been technology that existed prior right? to it, that. It feels like it, but but no, it's made by Dan Brown. 2003. That's crazy. The first physical cryptics was created by Justin Kirk Nevins in, 20, in 2004. I think I like knew that or somebody else told me that at some point and I just like erased it from my mind. <laughs> That's wild. Oh. So yeah, he found a, a cryptex that uh, that someone had set to read the word blamed, but that evidently wasn't the the unlock. Um, and so they had to find the password for the the cryptex. And uh, there was also a glyph on like the paper that the cryptex was wrapped in, and the players were like, oh, "Okay, maybe that's the password." So using the uh, the Pathfinder Skylight Matchbox theory they'd gotten from the other glyphs uh, to match the letters, they got uh, the word random. Hmm, okay. And so they, they gave that to Blurbex, and they were like, hey, maybe maybe that will open it. Um, <laughs> Mentor and Braid also sent out an announcement on, this, on September 20th uh, encouraging people to send in their casual Friday photos for the ceremonial archive. <laughs> uh, additionally, while many of you decided to adopt formal titles on Casual Friday in an attempt at ironic humor, we, att- we encourage you to drop the sirs, madams, and esquires and return to the use of your common names. We try to keep a loose <laughs> collaborative atmosphere in Mesmer and Braid. <laughs> We're a cool company. <laughs> We're cool. I'm your boss, but you can call me bro. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Blurbex was trying to open the cryptex. Uh, he had tried all of the suggestions that uh, everyone had given him across his various social media platforms. Uh, he tried Dreams. He tried Mesmer. Uh, he tried... Uh, Bedlam, which was a anagram for blamed. He tried random. None of those worked. Um, Mesmer and Braid tweeted out, At Mesmer and Braid, we observe that an occasional need to look back for the way forward must not allow the past to obscure our future. And the players are like, great. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they were like, I guess we have to look at all of these folders again. Um... And they looked back at the nursery invoice with the plants, because remember, they had looked at the invoices and they were like, surely there's a puzzle here, but we don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And they found, uh, so all of the plants were listed by their, like, scientific names, uh, and they found that breaking it down to the common names, uh, 
the for and taking the first letter of every plant, uh, you got the word you got the name Aubrey. Uh, okay. and they sent that to Blurbex, and he was able to use that as the password for the cipher. Cool. The cryptex. Sorry. Um. So Aubrey was the uh was the word that opened the cryptex. Um. And he was able to open it, and he found a he found another invoice and a key. Okay. Uh, and the invoice was to uh the Bayberry Company. Um, for articles wanted: Hercules, oblong, riddle, rush, breadloaf, auto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From uh, Wolfgang Mesmer and ordered to the Wanderlust Estate. <laughs> okay. Um, and they asked Blurblacks, they were like, hey, is there like, is there anything written on the back of of the, uh, like of the paper that you found the key in? And he made another video it was like, yeah, there's like some weird sketches on there. And the players were like, it seems like the GM just added those to give us a hit, because they definitely weren't there in the original video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they found that the sketches were uh, outlines of different like U.S. states and territories, and each of the items on the invoice was a like a, a city or a place inside that territory. Um, and taking the uh, the state abbreviations plus american samoa because the the gms needed an as um Mm -hmm. and and running the and like de-anagramming them they got the password clairvoyance Hmm. uh and they were able to use clairvoyance to get into the proprietary folder uh which had a transcript of a board meeting between vera braid and uh three board members ej xa and at uh, this is a board uh, meeting that Wolf Mesmer Jr. was not at, despite being on the board. Uh, and the uh, the other board members were telling Vera basically at the beginning of this meeting, like they're concerned about him, uh, like visiting Wanderlust recently. And this takes place in 1999, so I think it's before. Yeah, this is like two months before it burnt down. Um, and so the board were like, it's kind of weird that he, he keeps going out there. Uh, and we're, we're concerned that like his dad might have like left company assets out there before he died. Um, and Vera's like, well, in that case, like you should be glad that he's going out there and like keeping an eye on it. Um, and they're like, no, we don't know what he's doing out there. It wouldn't be the first time he's protected depreciating assets that like we were supposed <laughs> to get rid of. Um, and the end, at the end of it, they say, uh, so you don't give any credence to the rumors then. A deathbed confession from the old man. Uh, and Vera says, whatever you're worried about is 20 years stale. Uh, and the board members say, we need a guarantee that Wanderlust is a forgotten chapter in the story that we're all writing together. So there's something something suspicious going on at Wanderlust Estate. Hmm, okay. Uh, there's also a picture uh, labeled Wanderlust Estate Central Manor Sun Porch Nursery uh, that had a X uh, circled on it with the word Hercules. Uh, but the letters were backwards... And the H kind of looks like an eight. 
Um, but if you flipped the letters to get them the right way around, they didn't actually spell anything. Uh, it was just like a gibberish word. Uh, and they were like, well, what if they're like Phoenician letters or like Greek letters, but they also didn't spell anything. So mystery puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so they were, the thought was that like, this was hopefully leading to a place where Blurbex could use the key in that he'd found in the cryptex. And they were like, oh, damn, we got to send him back out to that estate again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Here we go again. (laughs) To, like, find something that that key fits into. (laughs) Uh, So they they contacted Blurbex and said, hey, we unlocked more Mesmer files. The some portioner, so you may have something your key fits into, but I've studied the photo plus the Wanderlust blueprint, and I don't know where in the central matter the sun porch is. And Blurbeck said, this looks great. Lots of potential landmarks to spot in the remaining foundation. Hope that note isn't a warning. Thanks for all the help! (laughs) (laughs) Blurbeck's voice, this sign can't stop me because I can't read. (laughs) Uh, Blurbex also finally took the uh, the collaborator assessment test. He put up a poll on his Twitter that was like, a bunch of you asked me to take the collaborator assessment test. Should I get over myself and finally do it? Uh, and yes, take the test one. <laughs> and he uh, he put up a TikTok where he, he took the test uh, and he was assigned an Arcadier. Open and gregarious brings people together. <laughs> Um, Mesner and Braid uh, put out a announcement on the 24th of September uh, saying as our most recent class of collaborators talks about the uh, as our as our most recent class of collaborators reaches the end of their active collaborate collaboration period we wanted to reinforce that internal curiosity about the company's legacy is permissible if not encouraged by management who prefer to focus on the new future we are currently building together. As such, for those who may inquire about your journey with Mesmer and Breed, the assessment test submission portal will remain open on a rolling basis, and the MesmerNet asset repository will be preserved for future collaborators to explore and look back on what you have discovered. Um, I will note that the asset repository actually is not currently online. Uh, I don't know if they plan to put it back online, but I would hope so. <laughs> Uh, the Mesmer and Braid uh, Twitter also put out a tweet that said, at Mesmer and Braid, every end is a means for change into a new form, uh, which the players kind of took to mean that, like, Hollow Vista was dropping soon, like, the arc was gonna end soon because the game was gonna be out, and they were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blurbex went back out to Wanderlust for one last trip. Um, and looked for where the sunroom was before the place burned down and was like, oh, here's like some structural columns. Like, I bet this is where it was. Uh, and found a locked box with a padlock that, uh, that his key fit into. Ooh. And inside he found a little thing that said, uh, the Mesmer Company asset number whatever description letter opener department elytra uh and a giant pink hercules beetle figure uh 
with a letter opener inside of it. It was like a sheath for a letter opener. Uh, and on the letter opener was a bunch of glyphs. Okay. Uh, and the glyphs decoded to incubator. Okay. And the players were like, okay, we, like, and they obviously tried it as a password. Um, they couldn't find anywhere to input it as a password. Uh, but they had the tag, the asset number tag on the letter opener, which said Department Elytra. Um, which was the password to the office management folder. So they got into office management with the password Elytra, uh, which first off gave them a font file of the Mesmer glyphs. So they now had all of the letters plus numbers <laughs> as their key. Um, there was also a, uh, a file called telephony, uh, that said, um, welcome collaborator. The end of your quest is very near. I hope you have enjoyed the journey to truth in Mesmer glyphs. Um, and there was a, another file, uh, that was, uh, Mesmer telephony, telephony volume two beta or version two beta release date, uh, 921, 2020. And it was, uh, instructions for the new features of their phone system uh talking about like how it would play voicemails and saying um that it had like a bunch of extra layers of security including voice recognition and multiple keywords Hmm. and the players found that if they called the voicemail number uh they could speak a password and they did, in fact, have those five sets of glyphs that they had decoded that didn't lead to anything. Okay. Um, the uh, the illustration that they got that said, like, the end of your quest is very near gave them a hint uh, because it had a picture of a light beam being split by a prism in it, um, which happened to be, if you took the glyphs that they'd gotten and lined them up uh, and lined the translator the translations up, uh, you could make them spell prism with the first letter in their words. Um, oh, and cool. so they had to speak the words in that order, uh, pathfinder, random incubator, skylight and matchbox okay. in order to access the, uh, the secret voicemail box. Cool. Yeah. I think that's neat. Yeah. I, that is I really like neat. An, yeah. I like an arg that like slow rolls, a, a series of passwords and is like, you don't need these yet, but when you do, you'll know and it'll click for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And so they, they got access to this like secret voicemail box. Uh, the first voicemail was from, uh, from Vera to Junior um, saying that uh, she could sense that he was struggling with the nature of the work that, uh, that the family had started to do. Um, and she was like, the quest to create the perfect home is a key part of what drove me to do this in the first place. We could reach depths that Wolfgang could never dream. Um, <laughs> and saying that auto house is our future. And auto house is the, is the house that is, uh, that is featured in, um, in hollow Vista. Um, okay, cool. Interestingly, so that was a little, little teaser for the game. Cool. Uh, the uh, the second voicemail is from the day before Wanderlust burnt down, 
uh, somebody saying, like, I know that Wanderlust, like, meant a lot to your dad, and I'm so sorry. Which is interesting, because it's from the day before Wanderlust burnt down. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry, but I am going to go throw hurl a Maltov. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last one is from uh, Wolfgang Sr. in his, like, hospital room from the year that he died, saying that, like, I know that you're that you're like trying to preserve my legacy and like I under but I understand what needs to happen uh and what will happen and it's okay you have to let it burn uh and this is from 1976 like 20 years <laughs> before the fire happens huh cool yeah um on the 28th players got a email from Mesmer and Braid saying, uh, though your active collaboration period has come to an end, we encourage you to check the MesmerNet portal for the announcement of an exciting opportunity exclusively for Mesmer and Braid collaborators. Um, and there were special announcements on the uh, on the portal that said, uh, please be advised that the newest of our current project's Auto House has been announced with the release of its poster art. Uh, and it, it had some poster art for Hollow Vista's Auto House and it also said, uh, Mesmer and Braid collaborators have been offered a limited number of invites to the beta test for a new social media platform. And uh, all of the players of the ARG got to uh, get early beta access to Hollow Vista. Cool. Yeah. That's really neat. It is neat. Uh, the uh, the Twitter account also posted a, um, a animated version of the poster um, that had a code in it it had like there there's a line on the bottom that has dots hidden in it and the if you count up the number if you count up the number of dots and you convert them just to straight letters it doesn't actually translate to anything um but if you use the numbers as an index of the text of the poster and you say like, okay, six, that's like this, I'll take the sixth letter from the poster um, and use that to, uh, to decode it, you get uh, Aereo style, uh, which you can use as the password to the current projects folder uh, to unlock access to the auto house project. Hmm. Uh, which had a PDF called update.pdf, uh, which was written entirely in Mesmer glyphs. Uh, and now that the players had the font, they could literally just like copy and paste the text into Microsoft Word and then translate the font back to like a regular font, which is very cool. <laughs> I think that, I think that more, uh, more ARGs should release their codes as a font so that players could do that. <laughs> That is really uh, cool. Yeah, and the and the memo says the Auto House test subject recruitment program the company ran a few years back under the collaborator assessment test cover was questionably successful for the executives, but I ultimately managed to siphon off a handful of candidates for our inner circle. Their path to the truth was circuitous indeed, and quite in the spirit of Father's Follies, thanks to my personal curation. Under the nose of the rest of the company as usual, don't worry. I have listed them here by their code names, and then just like a list of the ARG players. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was everybody who had called in uh, into the voicemail, put in the code words, and then left their name when they were prompted for it, uh, were okay. listed as parts of the inner circle. 
Um, The other interesting thing to note is that the collaborator assessment test was referred to as being a few years back, which is like wild because that had happened like a month ago in real time. Hmm. Neat. Um, and people are like, oh, okay, that's that's wild. Maybe they're doing, like, time wizardry as well. Um, yeah, well, he can do everything else. Why not time? Yeah, you know. Uh, and this this uh, this little memo was signed WMJ, which was kind of confirmed that Junior had, had been guiding them the whole time for, for mysterious reasons. Uh, <laughs> Blurbex also posted a final video... Uh, just kind of like signing off and being like, "Wow, what a what an adventure I've had here." <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, he he was like scanning over tweets that he'd gotten uh, over the past few weeks, and one of them was from uh, the main character of Hollow Vista, uh, which said, "Thank you so much for sharing this adventure with us. Working for M and B has been a dream of mine for years." all of this digging into their history gets me even more hyped to move to NYC for architecture school. Wish me luck! And so that was kind of the end and, like, the lead-in to uh, the actual game as it came out. And apparently okay. the game had, had like, some Easter eggs nodding to the ARG in it. Cool. Which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's the ARG. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Uh, Marn... What do you think about the story of this one? I like this. I I think it's um, it's weird and interesting. I like bizarre architecture firm is not a thing that I would expect from a promotional ARG, <laughs> but I, I I do dig it. It actually has made me want to go play this game. Yeah, I know nothing about the game, but I am curious now. No, this is really neat. I like how off the wall it is and how, I don't know, I feel like ARGs, we can often get bogged down and just like, and then there's a cult. And this one, I mean, actually, now that I'm saying this, this is about like, what if there was a shady company? But you know what? I'm fine with architecture wizards. I think that's enough of a departure to be worthwhile. Yeah. I think this is really cool. And uh, uh, jumping over a little bit, the puzzles in this one are really cool. I... It sounds like good puzzles. I like a good cryptex. I like uh, the the variety of stuff people had to find. I think it all turns out really well. Yeah, I, I agree. I I kind of like that um, there were dead drops, but because it was the height of COVID, it was just like the players guiding a faceless guy to the dead drops. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a that is a fun way to kind of get around like. Oh, we can't like go places and do things right now. It's COVID. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hard to do. Um, it is hard to do like Dora the Dora the Explorer style ARGs, mm-hmm. where you're just telling an NPC where to go and like what to do. It it can be hard and it can end up feeling really bad. But I think this one ended up doing it really well and being really neat. Yeah. I think TikTok is providing a new way for people to just like regularly post video updates in a way that feels reasonable. Um, yeah. Often more than like a YouTube channel because it can just be like, it, it feel, I feel like it makes more sense to just like record something on your phone and stick it on on uh, TikTok than it does to just record and stick it on YouTube, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. And it also like supports those short form videos more, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hell yeah. Uh, 
I feel like I'm missing something. Recommendations? No, before um Oh, we're we gotta score this arg. Oh yeah, and how how uh, what would you give this one based on fun? It sounds like we're already pretty doing pretty well. Yeah, um I would I would give it a ten. I mean it's short, but it's it's delightful. I'm gonna probably go check out the game now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I love any kind of uh I don't know. You give me a weird wizard, and I'm on board. Yeah, I like I like when an arg has a weird wizard. More <laughs> <laughs> args with weird wizards in them. Yeah, cults. I sleep wizards. Now I'm in. <laughs> Everybody out there who's listening to this, who's like writing an arg right now, erase every mention of cult in your in your outline and just replace it with wizard a wizard a wi- single wizard one wizard uh hell yeah well marn uh before we get out of here do you have any recommendations for us i do i i should use this as my space to shill for interstitial infinity but i'm gonna use this space as god intended to tell you about the manga that i'm reading lately <laughs> hell yeah instead of listening to interstitial infinity what should people check out martin uh i have read in the past month i have caught up on two 100 plus chapter mangas that are really good uh that i'm also watching the anime for hell yeah uh one of them is undead unluck which you may have heard of uh it's in shonen jump it's really good i enjoy it it Broadly, it's about a bunch of people who have the superpowers to, like, negate different laws of the world, actually fighting the personifications of, like, the laws of the world as giant kaiju. (laughs) It gets way more complicated than that, but that is the way I would sell it. (laughs) And, like, the, the two main characters have the powers unluck, which is, like... If she makes skin-to-skin contact with someone that she likes, something, like, horrible befalls them. An undead who is... He can't die. Uh, and, okay. And he uses his regenerating body parts as projectiles to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I tried this one out and bounced off kind of early, but I... Now that more has come out, I hear it's really good, and yes. I do want to give it another shot. So I did also, and the way that I got into it is I watched the first three episodes of the anime, which I feel like smoothed out a lot of the like weird pacing, and then I found where that leaves off, and I started reading it from there. Because I, I had started to read the manga, and I like bounced off in the first five chapters, and then someone was like, okay, like just go watch the anime because it like it resolves all of the weird pacing from the beginning i was like okay i'll give it a shot um and it does and then once you kind of get past that it the pacing just like picks up rapidly (laughs) (laughs) and like the the current arc of like where the story has gone is crazy (laughs) okay i can't I can't say anything else about it, <laughs> but it's worth reading, I think. Okay. I, it also just, like, specifically appeals to me because it is a universe where, like, all of the superpowers work exclusively on semantics. Like, all of the powers are un-something, and they work the way that the person who has them thinks that they should work. <laughs> okay. That's that. I th- honestly, I think that that is the way to do it. Yes, I agree. I think that 
one piece is kind of the same way and i think that's what works really well for the show is that they're just it, like yeah i'm an I'm a explosion guy that means i can flick my boogers at you and they'll blow up like yeah it reminds me a lot of one piece actually to be okay, real cool i think you would enjoy it on that basis um the other manga that I've been reading that I really enjoyed is Dead Mount Death Play, which is by the writer of uh, Bakano and Durarara. Um, I rewatched Bakano recently. I was like, I wonder what the, I wonder if this writer has anything ongoing because I, I like his stuff. Um, and I was like, damn, he has a, a manga that has like a hundred chapters and an anime with like twenty four episodes. That's crazy. Um, and I huh. read all of the manga and I'm in the middle of watching the anime with Alyssa. Uh, it's really good. It, <laughs> it, if you look it up, it sounds like the most, it, it sounds like really generic, but if you get into it, it's really good. Uh, it, it's about the, an isekai <laughs> where a person gets reincarnated in another world. Yes. Like legitimately. All right, yes. I'm hanging up. <laughs> it's, it's about a like skeleton necromancer from a fantasy world. Uh, like, uses a spell to escape death and ends up in the body of a teenage boy in modern-day Tokyo. Um, oh, and, it's a reverse isekai. Yeah, it's it's a reverse isekai, and the, the teen boy who he possesses has, like, a hit put out on him by the mob, and she's like, oh, shit, <laughs> now I have to deal with this bullshit, and, like, gets involved in a bunch of, like, underworld dealings and bullshit. It's great. I really enjoy it. this this writer is like really good at writing scenes where none of the characters in a scene actually know what's going on and they're all a hundred percent bluffing to each other (laughs) and it's some of the funniest shit in the world (laughs) like it it has Similarly to, like, Bakano and Jurorai, it has a huge ensemble cast, so there will be, like, scenes where, like, a character shows up and is like, I'm gonna, like, push these people for information, and just, like, starts throwing names of other characters around, like, not knowing who they are, but it's like, I've heard this name and it seems significant, let's see what I can find out, and everyone's like, oh, so you're with him, are you? Like, why would you be working with that guy? <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Hell yeah. The uh, the manga has, has recently introduced a character who is, like, a, a crime boss in, like, a different district of Tokyo. And everybody's like, oh, that's, like, the demon king. He, like, can conceal his presence. And, like, we're all very scared of him. But he's just, like, some guy. And he's like... I, I showed up to this meeting 15 minutes ago and I didn't say anything and people just, like, didn't know that I was here and I felt weird saying anything. <laughs> 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 it's awesome. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. It's It it has a very, it has a pretty generic concept, but it has a lot of character. And I like, and I like that character. And, um, it's got a lot of good funny guys in it. There's a character oh, yeah. who's just the Riddler. Oh, well, of course you're into it. You should have led with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it with Alyssa, and we got to his introduction, and, he was, and she was just like, oh, yeah, that's just the Riddler. I get it now. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What was the name of that one again? Uh, Dead Mount Death Play. 
Dead Mount Death Play and Undead Unluck. Yeah. Say those five times fast. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My recommendation this week, I've been racking my brain the whole time you've been talking because I don't know that I've checked. Like, my my recommendation is Mucinex DM because that (laughs) the 12-hour Mucinex is incredible. Um, But I'm trying to think. The thing is, I have been lately all of my media intake has been stuff that i do and then i i stop doing it and i go i don't think i liked any of that um i read here's my my anti-recommendations uh feel free to at me uh i read jujitsu kaisen and i think i don't i don't think it's good i think it's really bad actually um I read the entirety of it so have at me i don't remember any of the characters names because they're all boring um and then I checked out Pal World, and that game sucks. Uh, <laughs> this is this is very funny because I feel like we we went at this as opposites. Because I was like, oh, I've I've like played and watched so much good stuff recently. I have to narrow it down to two recommendations. <laughs> and I'm just like sifting through, and I'm just like, is there anything I've liked in the past <laughs> month that I've done? And the answer is no. I've just laid in bed sick and been like, I hate everything. Why are these things I'm consuming myself with bad? Um, yeah, Mucinex DM. That's my that's my recommendation for the week. Uh, Mucinex DM and getting into fights about Jujutsu Kaisen on Twitter. Feel free to feel free to at me. I'm at Real Papa John. <laughs> we haven't done that joke in a while. Nah, it's been a grip. Not this year. Uh, so you know what? Actually, actually, all that being said, my recommendation is that you should check out the podcast feed of Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends. <laughs> Uh, where a new podcast is dropping, Interstitial Season 4. Um, Andrew, if it's a new podcast, why is it called Season 4? Don't worry about it. We're on a new feed now. Um, <laughs> check that out if you like actual play podcasts and care about the characters of uh, Mob from Mob Psycho 100, Trish from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Audrey from the MTV Scream TV show. I know that's going to be our big entry point, is uh, fans of Audrey from Scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, let me check my notes real quick. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog from Shadow the Hedgehog, the GameCube game. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like those characters or Alphonse Elric, uh, the little armor boy. Or Trish Una from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Did I, did I not say Trish? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I, I forget JoJo's characters. So uh, anyways... That's going to do it for us, folks. So until next time, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Uh, we're still on X, the Everything app. I'm at co-host Sherms. I am at Core Survivors. And you can find us together at Argonauts Pod. Uh, otherwise, if you want to send us a longer form thing, and please do, or lemon bar recipes, apparently, I've asked for. Uh, any dessert, send them to ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to support the show, you can do so by supporting the Moonshot Network. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash moonshot network i think uh or just search for us we'll pop up go to moonshotpods.com and you'll find it also if you subscribe to the three dollar tier on patreon you will get we are not releasing the entire uh interstitial feed early because we want people to be able to talk about it and not like be 22 weeks ahead when they (laughs) right so we are we are trying out a new release style that we're we're calling it arcs uh we're gonna release uh, one arc a month, basically. So you will get the entire arc early, uh, but 
at the beginning of that arc when everyone else is getting that arc. So uh, I think it's a monthly release, roughly. Uh, You'll find a batch of episodes of the next arc from Interstitial Infinity. So $3 supporters get that, as well as a bunch of other really cool shows over at the Patreon. Yeah. So until next time, uh, well, that's ARGS, baby. Camera. Adaptations. Ever watched your favorite book become a movie and said, huh, well that certainly was a weird decision? Of course you have. Hollywood is constantly making changes for their adaptations, and this podcast aims to answer the question of why. Join host Emma Shannon and a different guest every month on Unnatural Selection, a new Moonshot Network podcast, as they talk about a film, its source material, and what makes an adaptation good, faithful, and less commonly, good and faithful. Check out episode one, coming to a podcatcher near you on February 15th.